When I was young in elementary school during the month of December, my teacher assigned the class a craft. She said that it was a Christmas tradition. And what she did was she had us cut paper of different colors and we would take those strips of paper and make chains. And we'd make these Christmas decorations, these Christmas chains. Now, the reason she did this is because I think that we were starting to annoy her with a question that we would ask over and over. And if you can imagine all these kids constantly asking this question, I can understand why that might be a little bit too much. So she gave us this craft. Now, what was the question? It was simple. How many more days till Christmas? I know every child wants to know, you know, how many more sleeps before Christmas time? Well, the teacher used this craft as a way of keeping track of time. And so each link was for one day. And we'd come into class and we could every day rip one of the links off until we knew we were at that next day. And so that was pretty exciting for us. And this is a tradition that I remember. And it's one that I want to use in my home with my grandchildren. And it's just going to be an exciting way of keeping track as we anticipate as we grow in excitement for Christmas. Now, traditions, there's a lot of them, and I'm sure your family has all sorts of traditions, and and these are important. Do you have traditions? How about a favorite meal? Are you the type of family that is making a Christmas ham? Are you making tamales? Are you making something different? Do you have special desserts that you're going to be enjoying this holiday season? Hot chocolate? Is there punch? What what, what do you make in your home? And how about the presents? When I was young, we wouldn't be able to open presents until midnight on Christmas Eve. Now, you know, I don't stay awake that long. And so we really enjoy opening our Christmas presents on Christmas morning. All of these are beautiful ways of celebrating Christmas and their family traditions. And and the beauty of it is you can celebrate it any way you want. Now, traditions are wonderful, but every now and then they do distract us from what's important. That's why over the years, I've tried to bring attention through my teaching and through the sermons on all those little details that, well, sometimes they cause Christmas to be a little misunderstood. And so some things, while they may sound good and they're in movies and in Christmas cards, they're really not part of the Christmas story. And sometimes they're not even in the Bible. You know, some small ones, for instance, some that I've shared with you over the years. Um, How many times have you seen a Christmas card and it has a picture of Mary and Joseph and and she's riding a donkey? Have you noticed that there's no donkey in the scriptures? But it makes for a great Christmas card, right? Or, Or that dramatic scene when Joseph and Mary are rushing into Bethlehem, knocking on all the doors. Finally, they come to the inn and that mean innkeeper says, there's no more room in here. You gotta go somewhere else. You know, I'm sure you've seen that before. But the truth is that they didn't rush into town. It was a pretty comfortable walk into town and they didn't go to an inn. So there was no innkeeper and there was no inn. They came to Joseph's family's home and they were well received. While someone was already in the guest room, they were given a spot where they kept the animals uh, so that they could be secure and safe and warm. But even though it was a humble little spot, it would have been clean and it would have been safe. And and how about all the times that you've seen nativity scenes, these little wooden buildings, and then they have Jesus in this little wooden crib-like manger. The truth is they would have been in a room. The manger itself 
it wouldn't have been made out of wood because wood was super scarce and the manger would have been made out of stone or it would have been carved out of the limestone in one of the nearby walls. So these are all little details. Here, here's one. Here's, how many times have you seen that nativity scene where these three kings show up and they give Jesus the gold, incense, and myrrh? The truth is that uh, it was the shepherds that showed up on that night. And those kings, they're not kings, they're priests, they're king makers. And there may not have been, and they probably was not three of them. We just know they brought three gifts, but that doesn't mean there was three individuals. And they wouldn't even show up. They wouldn't show up for another two years. Jesus was already walking and talking by the time they showed up. All right. I'll stop for now. I don't want to ruin your Christmas traditions. I'm, I'm, and don't feel like you need to change them. These, these are just beautiful ways and wonderful decorations. As long as we get the essential parts down, the, the things that are most important. So it doesn't matter what the picture is on the Christmas card. I think that the Apostle Paul gives us a really good indication what all our traditions should really focus on. Paul in the book of Galatians, chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, said this, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. The Apostle Paul reminds us that all our traditions, that, that all our hope revolves around this one truth, that at the perfect time, God sent his son. You know, the prophet Isaiah tells us in the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. For over 700 years since the prophet Isaiah spoke those words, the world was in anticipation, awaiting the birth of its Messiah. Can you imagine how long that chain would have been? Waiting for over 700 years? That's one long chain. Well, here's the exciting thing about that for you and for me. We believe the fullness of time took place. And just as the scriptures said, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He came to live in and amongst us. He gave his life. He died on the cross of Calvary. And on the third day, he rose again, giving you and me victory over sin and death. And because he came, just as the scriptures said, we can trust that he's going to come again. Amen. God's timing is perfect. And so what are we doing? We are counting the days, anticipating the fullness of time. And so as you're celebrating your Christmas traditions, as you're enjoying getting closer and closer to all of those exciting events that happen at Christmas, I hope that through them you are reminded of how exciting it can be to count the days until Jesus comes. Could it be soon? When is Jesus coming? Could it be soon? I sure hope so. But till the fullness of time comes, again, enjoy. Enjoy your Christmas celebrations, your traditions, and let's all pray. Jesus, come soon. Thank you for spending time with us this morning. 
We hope you are blessed by our time together in God's Word. If you'd like to know more about us, if we can pray for you, or if you'd like to know more about our faith and hope in Jesus Christ, please check out our website, newlifescottsdale.org. While there, you can also find ways to financially support the ministry of New Life Community Church. As always, thank you for joining us today, and remember to join us next week as we again come together to celebrate our amazing God, who is always in control. Mm-hmm.